mama is mama, no? And she, she is really the one who is really needs to be there. If mother isn't there, there's many more eyebrows lifted than if a father isn't there, right?
It's okay. And then I also started my Ableton recording All right. uh, a couple of minutes ago as well. So I finally understood how to do it so that it sounds nice. It is to do, like you said, the very first time we talked that I record myself in Ableton uh, locally. That's when it sounds okay. So <laughs> oh, it's been so hard for me to understand just a tiny fraction of how these things work. I know, tell me about it. I'm terrible with this as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to... Now we had this project where a friend of mine made a microtonal vocoder for me in like uh, in Super Collider, which is a program that I, I don't know how to use. I know just some... like, But such basics that it's not even worth mentioning. And then uh, and they involved a few other uh, programs as well because he needed to yeah like build this new instrument basically and after all like I was I was calling him I think like every week <laughs> like nothing I couldn't make things work at the beginning it was such stupid things like putting a cable in the wrong hole or like forgetting to turn something on so basic that it's even you know embarrassing but then later on there were actual problems that we had to solve and we were doing that online but yeah it's been real st stressful in a way to to be performing with that when you don't know you know when you don't know how to fix it or like what what's happening it's crazy illiterate illiterate musician <laughs> now i uh, know you've had a really busy time lately not only do you have a toddler but you've also been traveling and playing yeah. starting new projects yeah i think i might be overestimating my <laughs> capabilities a bit like if i if i did this again i think i would take less things but all these things that i'm doing are just so nice you know they are so they were so hard to refuse because they were all just really lovely invitations and um, and so it's 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 like a new a new period where I have to find a new balance between things um, because in a way if I haven't done any of this any of the music all this period ten months now or eleven actually because I stopped playing a month before I gave birth I don't I don't think I would be really happy I think I would be kind of yeah the opposite of happy <laughs> like i think i would be pretty depressed or or like just really nervous about doing something or like impatient to do stuff and also it's something about when i do music that i'm back to myself and um, this change to motherhood has been so great that you well, I mean, I have to find this new, this new me that is mother, but also um, it helps a lot to get back to my old me and do my stuff. And I think also for my daughter, Ida is her name, for Ida I think it's really great that we are doing these travels and she's been doing so well on them. I, I think it's a bit the combination of her just being a really social character and really curious character and she's really uh, happy to see new places and meet new people very making contact immediately and um, and also a mix of that and the fact that I that she feels that I'm excited about stuff you know I think it would have been difficult like if I I, I don't know I think kids need to have their parents realized you know, in what they do, especially mothers that typically have to be home more with the kids. And I understand that so much more now <laughs> that, I mean, this cliche of, of mama, you know, staying home or whatever, being the housewife or anything like it makes in a way so much sense. Everything gets easier. You don't have to negotiate anything with your partner. You don't have to question any roles. You know, you just do your do your obligations that come with uh, this traditional motherhood, and and things work. I mean, it's a little oversimplification, of course, but but I understand that this can be 
in a way uh, a very well working model because kids do need like now especially she's 10 months and supposedly this is a period where they really start to understand that mother is not one like you are not one with your mother anymore so you start to understand that mother can leave and that's like loss of uh, I would say uh, loss of um, security it's like you lose yeah you don't have a safe you don't have a safe environment all of a sudden anymore without mama and yeah it's really hard to go to actually uh, like just you cannot completely ignore it of course but if you go totally with it it also gets very heavy because you just constantly have to be with this person and like carrying her around or something i don't know it's um it becomes tough so and i'm sure there's other challenges coming along the way so i mean all in all i just thought like for now my best call is to try to search for a good balance and 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 definitely uh, let go of certain expectations because i'm pretty perfectionistic and expecting that everything will be on that level that it was before at this moment isn't really a real isn't a real um how you say it? Uh, feasible i mean at this moment at this moment i have to lower my expectations and and wishes a little bit because also it's such a strong period the beginning of somebody's life you know and uh, soon she's gonna everyone says it like you know they grow up so quick and next thing you know they're in school they don't want to hang out with you anyway anymore <laughs> so it goes to the opposite side very quickly but i mean even in the short term let's say in in a year or she's gonna be in kindergarten then we will have much more time with my partner to do our things and yeah so so it's a little bit of like letting go that it's like this now and you know i have to just be okay with that and understand what kind of um, uh, intense situation i'm in anyways objectively speaking you know sometimes i think i'm understating this like i'm i think ah eh, it's okay i have so much help my boyfriend is helping all the time my parents are nearby you know i'm doing concerts that are quite relaxed like we've only done one tour that was each day another country another concert the rest was all like staying in one place for a week and i mean in normal circumstances this would have been a very relaxed touring time or like a working time but yeah this is just another level now so i cannot i cannot compare it in this way yeah <laughs> so you're saying you have a better understanding of the traditional gender roles yeah yeah or at least i have a better understanding of why it turned out this way you know what it means to have this body that is first of all for nine months in a very in a less you know you cannot do as many things as you can normally so if you do anything physical this will be nine months of rest or like way less physical activity and then and then comes all this you know a, a, yeah the with a child it comes just uh, there i mean there is also it's also a hormonal thing for sure because you feel like you want to you want to be with this being you know in a way mm. and also it's very hard to like for example now I, i think i'm doing already a bit better on this but at the beginning it was very hard to turn off my brain my mama brain when i do other things you know just i would kept thinking Like oh is she okay? Uh, is my partner managing? Is are they you know what are they doing? Is it uh, should I already be there? Is this too much and so on? So this is also I think partly hormonal that you just get this very strong connection with your it's it's a survival thing after all so many years of uh, ev evolution <laughs> so many this evolution really you know comes in strong here. So it's a, it's a mix of physical um, that that has an influence on mental state and um, 
I don't know. I think it's a, it's a, it's it's. I I I can understand. This is all I'm gonna say. I can understand that the traditional way of uh, gender roles can be easier for some things. But this is not to say that I want that. Not at all. I think people have to have you know choice how they want to do this. You know their personal way. Uh, and I also think that uh, I mean I've been. You know, it is expected more of a mother anyways. Even if you are in a circles where people are rather open, I think still somehow it's somehow engraved in our uh, common psychology or like in our... That mama is mama, no? And she, she is really the one who is really needs to be there. If mother isn't there, there's many more eyebrows lifted than if a father isn't there, right? So uh, it's that's, that's a whole other... I mean, I... This is just an outside world. I'm really trying to understand what works for me and for us. Also, it's interesting to think that <clears throat> I only know how to be a mother from my mother, right? I don't know. This is my only experience, ex close experience of motherhood. Uh, so, in fact, I feel there is a lot of conflict inside me between these two patterns of like my mother that was a very traditional mother just taking care of us, cooking for us, all this that comes along and uh, my life that is just very different and doesn't allow for this or like at least not if I want to work, you know. So, uh, and I wouldn't like that anyway. So, but you know, inside of me, this this other mother, my mother is a, is a very strong kind of compass, right? And I, I think more than ever, like now in this new situation, it, it came so strongly back. All these patterns that I thought I already sort of passed or like that I managed to... For so many years I was abroad and I thought some of the things I managed to just, you know, leave behind. Uh, yeah, because my parents' life is just so different and their values are so different. Anyways, so it's been, it's been real challenging for many physically, uh, logistically, practically, um, but then, you know, on the other side, there's so much joy, has such an unbelievable experience, and, um, and, uh, like, so mysterious, so, yeah, you wonder, like, wow, there's a, I thought, like, I would like to get pregnant and give birth to understand how this uh, coming into existence works, you know, <laughs> so that could be, <laughs> I will be closer to understanding that, but I'm no closer. I think I'm further away from understanding <laughs> how this thing works. So there's so many philosophical questions. There's so many fears coming, you know, all of a sudden your life is not just in your sort of, it's not just yours, it's also your child's life. Like you don't want, you don't want to die or something, you know, <laughs> even these kind of basic things, you know, you're just so afraid that if something happens to you, that it would be really hard for your kid. I mean, all this stuff, it's, it's, it's so wide, the spectrum of new experiences. Yeah, so it's, um, it's very beautiful and scary and, um, and amazing and uh, I don't know, I wouldn't want to miss it, you know, I really wouldn't want to ha not have this in my life. Uh, and, and also now everything is so much more fun in a way, you know, it's so much more interesting. When we go for trips and stuff she does and, you know, we are not just, or like now obviously we work, we travel together with my boyfriend, but like I'm not just the boring old me, you know, there's stuff happening all the time and there's somebody that is developing every day at this, at this point because she's so small still. And so there's, you know, and so much improvising and so much creativity, you can make so much connections to music, to what you do, to to how you want to live, I mean, it's, it's endless, so it's, um, it's not something I would want to change at all.
Before giving birth to your daughter, you were living in Copenhagen mm -hmm. with your partner, yeah. touring a lot and playing a lot, and then you made the move back to your home country, Slovenia. Yes. Was that something you felt was important in order to uh, be a parent as a musician? You know, this was a, one of the big question marks for me like in in connection to getting a kid like where where will i live what how will this work how how can this function you know and um and then i when i did get pregnant it was so instinctual and very clear that i need to go back here which is weird because i haven't had a wish to move back to slovenia at all you know in all this time i didn't have a big longing for home or anything but I think maybe this was a way of uh, a sort of safety uh, call, you know. Being here is like, I know how things work. I wanted to give birth in a hospital where I can speak my language. I wanted to go through this process with my mom being around. <laughs> you know, it's really, you get back to your mom, it's funny. But, um, you know, you ask her again, after being so independent for all these years that I left when I was 18, so it was really 18 years of independency and then all of a sudden, mama, <laughs> you know, for yeah. me as well, uh, you know, calling her for all the little things that I don't know what to do about or like, anyway, so, so it was a bit of this and then there was the practical side of it, which was, first of all, we wouldn't have much help 
there. From, I mean, we could have friends helping out a bit, but that's that's not so easy, uh, especially not at the very beginning. Uh, and also, and then also Denmark is quite an you know, uh, it's a different mentality. Uh, is a different is a different yeah the way we always felt that people are extremely nice but at the same time everything works so well that you don't need so much uh, close human contact you know fr fr close friends or so or like people don't or maybe they get close friends when they are still young and then they stick to them so it always felt like it was hard to actually become part of a society to an extent where you would just say hey can you come and look after my kid for an afternoon or something, you know, that's a big, it's a big thing to ask, even to my mom now, you know, <laughs> it's a big thing to ask her now, because <laughs> she has her own plans as well, so anyway, so this was, this was, and then, and then the place of living, where we were living in kind of a squatty situation in Copenhagen, um, and that wouldn't work with a kid, and uh, we already have been working for a while on the on the house here as we thought it's going to be a sort of summer house situation where we can come and have our own space and work um you know uh, like a month at a time or something and then so then i just thought like no we just do this now and it's going to be done and i mean it was really tight my father was because my father was mainly the one building this so yeah, so, and I mean, I keep thinking how long will we stay here? It's not a given that we just now stay forever, you know, we are just, it's, in a way it's really nice because I'm meeting new musicians that I didn't know before that work here in Slovenia, Think you know, the scene changed quite a bit, there's some real nice people around and uh, obviously the nature and the... Um, you know, the comfort of having a car and, uh, and driving someplace, because you can't really survive without the car in our village like there's no there's one bus a day or something so it's really that it's a different way of, of of going around and doing things but like and also now my mom has such a huge garden and my partner started to also work on the garden we have home grown veggies you know and um i don't know there's a lot of just kind of an adult person <laughs> adult person uh, benefits <laughs> living here that i feel like up until i was 36 i lived as a student and that's fine i enjoyed it and i think i still i still live as a student in some ways like we are pretty easy going when it comes to travel or like even now with ida it's like we just we just take what they give us you know it's like it's pretty simple that's because she's pretty relaxed also about spaces we sleep, about the way we travel and all that. So, um, but yeah, it's like now I became an adult. I have a house that I don't pay the rent for, you know, that's amazing. You know, it's uh, basically a space on top of my parents' garage that is um, that has been empty for many, many years. And my mom just said, like, if we want to do something there, we're welcome. So it became mine. And um, yeah, I cannot see that this could happen uh, with the income I have, you know, like have my own space in any other way, unless I would start to work like crazy and, you know, just uh, really save money and have a crazy life to save for some sort of, uh, you know, credit or something. I mean, it's like, it just seemed to be the only reasonable choice, <laughs> but it was also an instinctive mm. choice at the same time. So we will see how long we want to stay and if we stay or if we move or, you know, it all depends a bit on how things go and how much we can travel still. And and, um, and also, of course, we will have to adapt a bit to Ida's needs. And once she starts going to school, then, then it's a different story. It's nicer for the kid to stay in one place, more or less, you know, get friends and stay. And, yeah, But, you know, I think also kids, they are very flexible. They, they can... They, they can take a lot, I think, as long as they, as long as it's a nice vibe at home and as long as they feel their parents are loving and all that, I think kids can be quite adaptable. So. Yeah. So you were saying that uh, if you would have stayed in Copenhagen, for example, you would have had to decide to work a lot got me curious like would that mean that you would say yes to jobs that you don't really like but that would pay better than the jobs that you do like 
Yeah, I guess I would just say yes to everything. Yeah. If I needed, if I wanted yeah. to save enough to, you know, like, first of all, I don't even know how it works with a, um, with a credit, like just practically, because you have no, no, uh, I have no steady income to show. So basically somebody would have to vouch for me, I suppose, if I wanted to take credit on a house or something. For That's one thing. Second thing is that I wouldn't want to have a credit, paying credit, because it's very un... un um, well, exactly because of this, because our job is so... Uh, uh, um, it's so hard to know how, how much you're going to get at which time. Or, although... On the other hand, like I've really have to knock, knock, knock. I've never had problems with money, and and I think I never had that. Maybe also because I ne I haven't I never had very high expectations on how much income I have or what I want to buy. I just wanted to have enough, you know, for food and for for little things, little pleasures. Like I never had very big uh, wishes on that. And at the same time, also, I think because I never was really stressed about the money, I think I, it just always kind of came. I mean, it's a little bit of like a, maybe esoteric way of thinking, but it just, you know, somehow it just, it just always comes. Like, uh, even if it looks like, oh, I have nothing in the next few months, then stuff shows up, you know, or like it, it just so far has been like this, that... Uh, if I just didn't stress about it, it was, you know, it kind of was fluid. But then at the same time, I, I also didn't have enormous money expectations or like wishes for big sums or something. But yeah, if I, if I wanted to really focus on getting enough money to buy something, I suppose, I would have to say yes to way more things I do now. And then maybe also I would have to negotiate more for each concert I do. You know, and that's a lot of stress. I have friends that do this, that, you know, that negotiate a lot. And I find it very stressful. I wouldn't like that. You know, maybe it's not for me also. Maybe it depends on your personality, on your uh, country of origin, <laughs> you know. Uh, but for me, it's really, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want this effort. I don't, I don't want this stress, this extra stress. So, I mean, this is not to say that I say yes to just anything, any, any, you know, any payment, of course. But uh, I try to be reasonable, you know, with, with um, understanding what the space, what the space is about, you know, what, what can they offer, you know, what, what, what is for them. Like, if people are enthusiastic doing stuff and they really would like me to play and they have really... They are working hard for their place to be interesting and to be, you know, to be alive and so on. Then, of course, I mean, I will be very flexible. But then there's other times where you feel like, wow, there's all this budget, for example, on a big festival and so on. And they want to spend it, obviously, on big names, which I understand because it makes sense. It's like big names are what the people go for, what the, the ticket sales goes for. But on the other hand, they also, I'm sure they get a lot of support from elsewhere, at least in Europe, for this music, you know, it's not only ticket sales. So uh, I think to make big gaps between the payment of someone, let's say, famous in this in this scene that we are in and less famous is, I don't like that. I mean, when I when we did the festival, we were paying everyone the same amount because we felt that it was, and we also didn't make a difference between if a group was big to pay less, you know, because obviously, you know, if you invite a solo person, it's going to be way less expenses and less fees to pay than if you, yeah, if you invite a quintet. But this thing of like, these five people have to come there as well and play there and, you know, travel and, you, you know. So, for me, this is kind of, let's say, how I would do it. But uh, I can totally understand the, the difficulties in all this. Um, equal payment and all that so anyways this is not for me to talk about much but I, I, I yeah I don't I don't think I would you know having a house like in Denmark like I don't even I don't think I even would want to have a house in Denmark really uh, <laughs> you know maybe a house in Italy 
yeah it's nice you know i mean no denmark is nice don't get me wrong i really like denmark in many ways but to live there forever this i couldn't see myself and this was probably also then a good incentive to just since i didn't see myself living there for all my life you know we just it was a good moment to leave Hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah what kind of jobs do you say no to oh Oh, Rangfield. <laughs> well. Oh. So I say often no to teaching jobs. Um, teaching kids? Uh, well, then I never even got an offer. But, um, but like, for example, I would teach individual musicians if they really want to have a lesson. And I wouldn't charge unless they are unless they have some budget from school or something, because I I got so many free lessons in my life that I don't think this is something that I want to charge for. But, for example, when they invite me to teach in some, uh, let's say, a workshop or something, this is, for me, teaching is, first of all, very exhausting. Second of all, Mm. I don't think I'm very good at it. Um, And then also it's not very satisfying you know it's just not so much for me i'm happy to meet young people that's always great and that's why i do it occasionally or when i see that it's like a workshop that is with very nice teachers then i can you know it's gonna be a nice hang and uh, i'm gonna meet um, new people etc then maybe that would be uh, that would be a reason but generally I, I i guess i often say no or like at least i'm very reluctant to say yes um and now more than ever, like, because um, even with this, like I just did this premiere in last week in Amsterdam and we played in Berlin. It was one week of work in Amsterdam and Berlin and I just got completely sick. Now uh, you can hear it, like I'm still, like it's just so exhausting that, you know, to get sick and completely wasted for a week of teaching is not something I want to do. But... To have that after a week of some real nice music and, you know, some real creative um, work, that's okay. I can live with that. Because <laughs> that was the case this time. Yeah. This time you were premiering a, a new project that you took initiative to and composed the music for. Are you asking about this one, the last one, the last premiere? Yeah. No, this was something that Beamhouse commissioned me to do. Um, yeah. Beamhouse in Amsterdam, a, a club. And they have, they commission like a person a year, I think, for, uh, to write new music for a new group of people. And I, I got the commission actually before I gave birth. So it was like about a year that I, and it was crazy, like writing music. Like I really wanted to write music this time. I didn't want to just make some sort of improvisational directions. And also because the people who play are from really different worlds. And um, anyways, I wanted to write songs actually. Uh, and uh, so I I did that while like walking with Ida outside, like just having a paper in with me and like writing down ideas and like it was all. I mean, most of it was really written in like on a go somehow. There was very little I could do really sitting by the piano and because there was somehow no time. I don't know, or maybe I was too stressed to have it done way before the deadline because I'm not good with last minute stuff. It doesn't work for me. Not at all. Just stress. So anyways, but um, what else I would say no to is like, for example, there is quite often that somebody asks me to either substitute in a group that I don't particularly feel connected to. Or, for example, they um, they ask me to play like a one-off impro gig with people that I'm maybe not so inspired to play with or... Um, or like that just, and also like the whole improvisation, like free improvisation thing, it, it, I'm trying to do less of that because I, I got a bit mm, tired of it and maybe it's going to come back, but at the moment I just try to do more things that are actually written music. Um, that I say no to, or like there's times where people have really very low budget for you to come and play somewhere really far uh or something like this then i also say i'm sorry let's do it when i'm in the area or something um that kind of things so but yeah i suppose the most most or like the worst are those uh things that festivals put together for example all female band 
made of, of musicians that you know the festival invites and I might like them even but just this whole idea of like festival putting together a female band is somehow I don't I don't know you know I have bands mm. with only girls but it's not a female band it's a band but we are all girls yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this kind of concept is just so far from me that I usually just say no before even if they pay a lot like I'm just this is not something I like to support this kind of concept but you know, I'm also lucky that I, I can do that I can always do my things and still survive and, and be I mean survive or like have a normal life. Like this is a I understand I'm I'm very like it's a very it's a big luxury anyway. For a musician that plays in this kind of uh, non commercial setting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this this summer I was asked to do something that I I realized I couldn't do out of some kind of moral reason. I'm not sure exactly how to define it, but then I had to ask myself for how much money would I anyway agree to do it? And that was a bit uncomfortable to think about. No, the the question was actually uh, coincidentally two um, filmmakers independently of each other were for... Uh, there are separate projects looking for a female cellist uh-huh. to play the cello, but they were not going to use the audio at all. They would have yeah. different music on top of the Im- image of me playing. So then I would be there, uh, you know, wearing some dress that they want had wanted me to wear and playing my cello, and that would be what they would pay me for. And... Uh, luckily, the, these projects, both of them were, uh, the pay was also very bad. So it wasn't hard for me at all <laughs> to say no. But I was surprised because I thought at this point I will say yes to uh, almost anything to do with playing the cello because I'm still exploring a bit and I find it interesting to do different things. But there was something about that particular task that gave me such a bad feeling feeling in my body and I just knew that Mm -hmm. there is no way I want it to be possible for someone to find a video of me online where I'm I'm playing yeah but I'm just used as a prop or like a visual yeah yeah. uh, but I'm sure there is there's probably a amount of money that would make me say yes to Mm -hmm. it anyway but it would have to be quite a lot. But you know, like from my experience, the few times that the money kind of overrules the the gut feeling of like, let's not do this, you know, it never went well. It just never goes well. No. It's just there's always something that will happen that will just be so unsatisfying that you are that you don't want that money even at the end, you know. It's really like that's my experience. I, I, I have to, like, it's been a long time that I... But like I'm trying to first thing always to think like I'm not playing for the money, you know, I'm playing for myself and for other people to give them this, but not for the money. The money is a side, is a consequence, is a, obviously it makes me, you know, I I need money. We all do to, to survive and go on, but yeah, I don't play for the money. And that's, that's always a good guide, I think. Whenever mm. I'm in doubt with the, especially now that, you know, also with a small kid, I'm thinking like, oh, am I really, you know, am I really, uh, how do you say, mm, is it a good idea to say no to something that can pay, um, you know, two months of my expenses or even more, actually. Like just recently I had an offer that I had to refuse because of, it was a teaching offer and uh and I just realized that it would be after this week in Amsterdam. I realized that I don't want this. I don't want to have a week, a stressful week where I get completely exhausted and sick, just so that I can, you know, have that money. Hmm. And and I told them like I would be happy to come and do this another time because it seems like a real nice thing with you know people from the conservatory and it was a coaching thing. So it's always those are always nice projects, um, but not you know. At this moment, it's just so much effort for something that I'm not completely inspired to do that I, I said, okay, 
we have to do it in another semester. If you want me back, let's do it. And if not, too bad, I mean, you know. <laughs> you cannot think, like, also thinking about the money you lose when you get sick, for example, or when you get, uh, or when your flight doesn't make it, although, okay, that usually they anyways pay. But anyway, like, when you get especially sick and you have no support, uh, like, you just shouldn't think the money you're losing. You know, it's not, it doesn't make anything easier. No. It's really nice to see you. I just read the letter you sent me and uh, I, I was expecting you to be just totally exhausted, hardly able to say anything at all. But you seem pretty okay to me from what I can <laughs> see and hear. <laughs> well, I have been vomiting all night though. So like, uh, oh. <laughs> like it was, I don't even know what that was, but I, I, it might be just over tiredness or it might be some sort of food poison or it might be some sort of a flu. I have no idea, but yeah. I hope I, you know, I slept almost half, I slept half of the day completely. So, so, I mean, in this case, having a partner that understands this kind of life, and that is okay with being with Ida. First of all, he had to be with her the whole time in Amsterdam. Then they flew back home from from Amsterdam. They didn't go with us to Berlin because it didn't make sense. So also it was the first night without me that he really couldn't do much. Like he had to carry her around for like three hours on his hands because she would usually get milk and sleep. And she doesn't, you know, now she didn't and she didn't want to have the artificial milk and she didn't want to have anything else to eat or drink. So it was like a, a murder. And then I came back and I was completely exhausted and now I got sick. So he has to be with her again. So it's really like, wow, you have to like, I'm very lucky to have a partner that is just so giving and is also understanding this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he is also a freelance musician, musician yeah, himself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only, the only thing that is, for example, now, let's say that it, that is you know, for him, it's like he gets a concert and leaves, right? And for me, we have to go in a package. So it's like I have to find a way to pay for his travel. Like, hopefully the, the organizers would agree. Sometimes they do, sometimes we, you know, do stuff. Like, we try to, um, yeah, just make it as cheap as possible, blah, blah, blah. So it's all this, you know, and obviously accommodation for the two of them and all that. Um so that's like uh it's quite tiring and for him he can just go and you know be on the tour and be like when i was now in amsterdam i would rehearse the whole day and then i would come home and there was ida and i had to be a bit with her obviously and i wanted to be with her but and he needed a bit of break from time to time either which i can totally understand because being alone with a kid in a foreign place that was actually not very comfortable is really exhausting so all that, you know, and he goes, and so there is a little bit of disbalance there. I mean, it's not his fault or anybody's fault. It's just how it goes. <laughs> this is part of the mama thing, you know, of the mama gender role thing. Mm -hmm. Like, when I go, it's like a whole package, and uh, and it's um, and it's going to be work, work, and work, and then mama work, you know, and then waking up yeah. at night to breastfeed her, and then waking super early morning, because lately she's been having this, yeah, four o'clock thing. So anyways... Mm -hmm is that and then for him he goes and it's it's a tour like it used to be and i've heard this from many musicians like that they actually get some sleep on tours now yeah like because that's where you don't have kids coming to your bed at six in the morning wanting to do stuff immediately you know it's not even to cuddle yeah. it's like let's action you know and uh, but obviously this will change when she when she grows up and i can go on my own and and, uh, but I'm also a bit afraid of that, of going on my own. Like, I will miss her a lot. Like, it's... Uh, mm. Yeah, so <laughs> it's mm. one of these. <laughs> the last time we spoke here on this podcast, you were uh, wondering how it would be like to still do what you do and have a child. And now you do have a child. So maybe next next time we will be... It will be the next step maybe you will be able to go on a tour on your own and get some sleep then exactly next very very well might be i mean now in berlin that i had this one night on my own it's like i just felt so much i was so exhausted but i felt so much like hanging because that was also a thing that now has been a bit difficult to just hang 
you know, with people. And I actually drank two beers, two small beers and got completely drunk. Like completely, like not out of my, you know, but just like really feeling the alcohol after two small beers. That was, that was quite nice. And then, and then anyways, we had a really early wake up. So I didn't, I didn't actually get that proper sleep, but at least this was already, well, such a, yeah, such a change or like, uh, it was real nice actually. Although I was a bit afraid, like how am am I not going to miss either too much to sleep or something like, but uh, it was only one night. It's okay. It's a bit like being freshly in love, you know. You are like afraid of all these things, <laughs> like being away wow. from your from your love for just a bit. Yeah. Mm. Nice. And you're not on social media, but you do have uh, an email newsletter. Yes. That people can sign up for. Yes. On your website. Exactly. They just send me an email saying newsletter, and uh, we put on the list. Yeah. Thanks for the promo, Ranhild. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I like to think that someone is listening to this. I think someone is. I, I know that my mom usually listens. Yeah, I listen to yeah. your podcast. <laughs> you did? Yeah. yeah, I do. Wow. Not to all of them, huh? but to quite no. some. <laughs> uh, that's nice to know. I like to think that I've gotten a little better at this with time. For sure. I got a bit more relaxed. So thank you so much for being here thank again. You. That's so I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Ranhild. Now I out walking the world desert. And my sure my stocking do me no hurt. I leave behind good friends in town. Let them get well wined and go lie down. Don't think I leave for the outer dark. Like Adam and Eve put out of the park. Forget the myth. There's no one I am put out with or put out by. Unless I'm wrong, I but obey the urge of a song. I'm bound away. And I may return if dissatisfied with what I learned from having died.